Welcome to the St. Edward's Podcast, a church filled with the Holy Spirit. We hope that today's words will draw you closer to Christ Jesus. Please be seated. Our second reading today and over the next four weeks comes from St. Paul's second letter to Timothy. And we will be spending the month of October in our second reading from that book. And I encourage you to read through the letter each week and so you're familiar with it as we, as we talk about it each Sunday with our reading. Timothy was Paul's protege, his, his understudy. And in the two letters that we have of Paul to Timothy and our Holy Scriptures, Paul spends time encouraging him and giving him instructions and, and warnings about the time and place he lived in. Paul talks about his love for his friend, saying, I remember you constantly in my prayers night and day. I long to see you that I may be filled with joy. They had a deep friendship, a, a true brotherly love and an affection for ministry together. And then right after that, Paul Paul notes, I, rem I am reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and now I am sure dwells in you as well. For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God. Timothy had a sincere faith, just like his grandmother and, and mother. Paul had apparently seen God work through him. But something happened. Somehow his faith was bruised. He was called by God, but something was downplayed. It's not that he rejected God in any way, but the fire had died down. When the weather gets cooler, one of the things I enjoy very much doing is sitting in my backyard around our fire pit that we built a few years ago now. And to have a good fire, you have to have logs to burn. But before the logs will burn, you have to go around and search for kindling wood underneath some of the oak trees in my backyard, small sticks that will catch the fire quickly and help the logs catch fire. And once the fire is going, it gives light and the darkness, it keeps, keeps us warm, and it also keeps the bugs away, which is a very important thing in Florida. But over time, the fire dies out, especially if you don't tend to it. And all that remains are these red coals with a little bit of heat and not much light. Well, that's the picture Paul gives. What happened to your gift, Timothy? What happened to the fire of God in you? Fire is a symbolic symbol of the Holy Spirit. You may recall the day of Pentecost when tongues of fire rested on the heads of the believers. And Paul writes, I remind you to fan and to flame the gift of God. Fan the flame of the gift of the Holy Spirit. And just as Timothy was called by God, you have been called as well. We are all being called by God. But often something happens. We might sin, make too many mistakes, and we just want to cower. We might follow God in faith with boldness, only to be rejected by family or friends or co-workers. Maybe we take the weight of the world only to become timid. Maybe it's the weight of our finances or the weight of our loved ones or, or something at work, and we, we grow in fear of what might happen. Fear, timidity, 
cowardice, lack of moral strength. These are all words that reflect the meaning of delia, the Greek word that Paul used when he said, God did not give us a spirit of cowardice. Or, as it says in another translation, God did not give us a spirit of fear. Fear can so often stop us in our tracks, grip us tightly, not letting us go forward, holding us back so that we can't advance. Just before a plane was ready to take off, a flight attendant noticed a passenger clutching the arms of his chair until his knuckles turned white. She went up to him and said, are you nervous? She asked. I'm petrified, the man admitted. I don't travel well in the best of times, but lately I understand, the attendant said. You must develop a sense of balance and reality about such things. Some say if it's your time, it's your time. There's nothing you can do. I know, said the man, but I'd feel better on a train. The train, chuckled the attendant. Did you read about the train going through Death Valley just last month? A clear, hot day, miles of visibility, nothing near the tracks for miles, and then boom, the train exploded and all was lost. Good heavens, said the man. What happened? Well, the attendant answered with a smirk. A plane fell on it. <laughs> we all have our fears. And when it comes to things of God, sometimes we can cower in fear because we're unsure or we are intimidated by people or society. But Paul's answer to Timothy was threefold. God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. A spirit of power, love, and self-control. Let's take a look at these. A spirit of power. Power is a bit of a buzzsaw word these days. It seems all the wrong people want power. And we struggle to trust anyone who has power. We've all heard the phrase, power tends to corrupt and absolute power corrupts absolutely. And this may be true in a large part of our society, but that doesn't mean that all power is bad. God has filled us with the power of the Holy Spirit, not so that we can cower and hide, but so that we would shine out our lights to the world around us, so that the fire of God would be seen in our lives. It's the power of God working in our lives that helps us influence situations for the good. It's the power of God working through us that helps us forgive, see people healed, and give words of knowledge. It's the power of God ministering through us that brings justice to evil situations and peace to violent beginnings. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power. God has also given us a spirit of love. And the love that Paul speaks of here is the word agape. The Greeks had a number of different words for love. Brotherly love was a different word than sexual love, which were different words from playful love, which was different than long-standing love. They had a number of different words. But agape is what Paul chose here. It's a love that refers to an inner quality expressed outwardly as a commitment to seek the well-being of the other through concrete acts of service. Agape love puts others first. And you know what fear does? 
it often makes one hide, to be silent and mind their own business, unlike love. God has given us a spirit to love others with concrete acts of service. In fact, the power of the gospel itself flows from the fact that God gave his only son for our sake. God has also given us a spirit of self-discipline. The Greek word here also means moderation, prudence, and sound judgment. We have been given a spirit to make wise decisions and to be self-disciplined in our lives concerning those decisions. Fear so often distorts and delays decisions. Fear can create jealousy and bring in petty rivalries. Fear is manipulative. Self-discipline and moderation are leadership skills needed to influence the world for the kingdom of God. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a a spirit of power, a spirit of love, and a spirit of self-discipline. Why? For the purposes of what? So we are not ashamed. Ashamed of what? Well, Paul says right after this verse, therefore do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but share in suffering for the gospel by the power of God. Just as St. Paul instructed Timothy to rekindle that fire, to fan the flame, so are we to recharge that fire, not of fear, but of power, love, and sound mind, so that we won't be ashamed of Jesus Christ in this world. You see, all of us are called by God's grace, whether we are in lay ministry deacon ministry, which keeps on growing in our church, praise the Lord, priestly ministry. We are called by God to do the work of ministry. He chose us for such a time as this. St. Paul points this out in our reading, saying this, he saved us and called us to a holy calling, not because of our works, but because of his own purpose and grace which he gave us in Christ Jesus before the ages began. Did you hear that? Before the ages began, before time, and which now has been manifested through the appearing of our Savior Christ Jesus, who abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. He chose us. He called us by his purpose and by his grace not for fear, not to be afraid of the unknown, not to be intimidated by the world around us, not to be scared of what might happen, but to live out our faith with power, love, and self-discipline so that the world might believe that Jesus Christ is Lord. Now, I don't know about you, but there are times that my fire needs to be rekindled where the fire of God in me needs to be fanned. There are times when I am charged up and I'm ready to go. And there are seasons that can be hard where I feel like I'm barely just holding on. But regardless of the season of life that we're in, we are not called to live in fear. We don't usually have altar calls in the Episcopal Church like some other Christian traditions do or Usually at the end of service, people come up and they get prayed for and stuff. I'm fine with that. But we do have something else. 
In a moment, I will be done with my sermon, and we will say together the Nicene Creed, and then we will pray together the prayers of the people. And this is followed by confession and absolution. In our right to confession, we say these words. We have sinned against you by what we have done and by what we have left undone. I want to encourage you today in our time of confession. If the fire of God is not being fanned, if it needs to be rekindled, do not leave this undone. Confess to our merciful and almighty God that the fire is weak and needs to be rekindled. And allow the Holy Spirit to quicken your heart toward what he is calling you to do. And I know it won't be a spirit of fear, but it will be a spirit of power, love, and self-discipline. In the words of a famous song by Keith Green, who wrote these words, O Lord, please light the fire that once burned bright and clear. Replace the lamp of my first love that burns with holy fear. Lord, quicken us by the power of your Holy Spirit today. Amen. Let us stand. Thank you for joining us in this conversation today. We will continue to pray that our teachings are impacting you for the kingdom of God. If you'd like to learn more about our community, you can find us on stedwardsepiscopal.com or on Facebook. And of course, we'd love for you to visit us in beautiful Mount Dora. May God's grace fill you as you go in peace.